Hey there, I'm Tal Zlotnitsky from Ignite IT Consulting. You know me from the Braving Business Podcast, but when I'm not behind the mic, I'm helping tech startups and established companies ignite their full potential. I also help entrepreneurs and businesses in distress reset for success. With over three decades of entrepreneurial success, I bring hands-on experience to drive growth, navigate turnarounds, raise capital, and lead through innovation. Whether it's executive coaching or strategic transformation, I'm here to turn your business challenges into success stories. Visit IgniteITConsulting.com and let's spark that change together. That's IgniteITConsulting.com. Your journey to business brilliance starts now. This episode of the Braving Business Podcast is sponsored by, well, me. I'm PJ Benoit, and I've been in the domestic and international logistics space for over 30 years. If you need any assistance with transportation or logistics, my team and I will jump at the chance to help. Whether it be parcel shipments, e-commerce, pallets and freight, full truckload, international air and ocean, imports, exports, warehousing and distribution, or really anything under the logistics umbrella, we got you covered. For more details, please go to shipwithpj.com. That's shipwithpj.com. Reach out to me there. Mention you found me on this podcast for a special surprise. And one last quick thing. If you enjoyed this episode, please stay on after the show to learn more about the Braving Business Podcast and other great episodes for you to discover. And now, let's get the show started. A quick note of warning for this episode. The following episode contains discussions of addiction as well as suicide, which may be disturbing to some listeners. If you or someone you know are struggling with addiction or thoughts of suicide, please seek assistance in your local area. Listener discretion is advised. Well, hello there. You know what I need? I need my own signature opening sentence. Because you, you hmm. say hello there every time. It's fantastic. The only thing I could come back with is, hello, Mr. Benoit, or something like that. And it's, it's getting old. I need, I need something of my own. Um, okay. Well, work on it, dude. I don't, right, don't, don't, take what, don't take well, hello there, though. That's mine. That's, no, that, that's that one is my, all you. My yeah. words. In fact, the, the hello there in and of itself is a T-shirt, right? We, we've been talking T-shirts. <laughs> and yet, amazingly, hello there has not been one I know. of the T-shirts. Either. The hell! Decided we're you know what? Do. I'm going to put that. That's in the list. Add that to the list. It is. It Add is. it to the list with, with a. I, I think with an image of your face. That mm. is what. That is what the audience demands. And then t-shirt sales plummet. Okay. Um, well, you know, <laughs> can't have it all. Uh, that's true. That's true. Uh, guess what I'm doing tonight? Mm, okay. Let me see. Let me see. Should I actually guess? Are you asking me to guess or should I say you, what? You, you can guess. You're going to be wrong. You can guess. I'm, I can guess. Okay. You are going to throw. Um, no, there's no first pitch because we're not in baseball season. Um, it's not. What's today? Thursday night. Is Are the Bears in town? Are you no. like the halftime show? No, nothing like that. <laughs> All right. Where's tell me. I, I can't figure it out. Todd, I... you have a guess? Do you? Wait, wait, wait. Let's let Todd guess. All Maybe right. Todd knows. I'll, I'll even give you a hint. I'm going to go see a musical <laughs> act. You're gonna see me, Todd. Which musical act is going to see? This is an obvious one. Is it? I well, so. I just saw Kiss's last show. Nice, so it's not that good for well, you. See, deductive reasoning—a great skill in the business world. Yes, it All is. Right, keep going. Do you have any guess? Anything, Todd? Just throw it out there. I was gonna say he was gonna attend the Racing for Recovery live stream meeting tonight, but I don't mm. know. Are you going to see Cool and the Gang? That would be oh. something else because we just interviewed their lead singer. No? No, he didn't send me tickets. So I am taking my beautiful bride to go see a band called Dogstar. Do you know who Dogstar is? I've heard I, of them. I have not. Okay, so I want to say I have because I'm sure okay. I would be much cooler if the answer was that I have, it's but okay. I'm not. It's okay. Uh, the reason why you haven't heard of them is because you're not a huge, or maybe you are, but maybe not the next level Keanu Reeves fan because that's his band. That's it. No way. So, yeah. So we're going to go see Dogstar. Kara bought these tickets months ago. This is her hall pass, right? Keanu is <clears throat> her hall pass. So I am taking her wow. to basically, I don't think she's going to hear a single note of what's playing. Uh -huh. She's just going to be fixated on a particular basis. Wow. He doesn't even have a microphone, but it's going to be fun. It's going to be fun anyway. Um, who who is your hall pass, PJ? Oh my if gosh! If I may ask, there's there's a there's a whole list. 
There's a whole list. There's a list. Aren't you only allowed to have one person on your whole pass? Isn't that the whole point I can, of the whole I pass? Can, I can wish a guy a guy could have dreams. Come on now. <laughs> okay. Well, name one person on that list. I'm just curious. Oh I'm just curious. Gosh. I don't I don't know your style other than Kara. She's lovely. Oh, Kara, Kara's gorgeous. Kara's my hall yes. pass. How's that? Kara is your hall pass. Good what answer. a cop. What a cop out. <laughs> All right. Well, we'll let you have it. Why don't we tell our audience about our amazing guest today, one of our best yet? Uh, yeah. Yeah. A uh, person who leaves me in the dust in more ways than one, Mr. Todd Crandall. Todd Crandall, also known as the original sober triathlete, right there, triathlete, out of, out of my purview, um, is a licensed clinical counselor and licensed chemical dependency counselor, a triathlete, an author, documentary subject, speaker, and the founder of the well-known nonprofit called Racing for Recovery that has changed and continues to change thousands of lives by helping substance abusers rechannel destructive behaviors into positive life-affirming actions. There's a personal story behind that passion, and that is and that is that Todd's own 13-year struggle with drugs and alcohol nearly destroyed his life. It devastated his relationships with family and friends and ended a potential pro hockey career. Oh, all right, we're going to talk about that. That's that, that's devastating just to hear. Um, fortunately, Todd got better. He got much, much better. He did it through a dedicated pursuit of extreme physical fitness and personal well-being, which we'll hear about today. In his pursuit of recovery, he applied his energy to pursue the most grueling sport imaginable, the Ironman Triathlon. To those who don't know what that means, that is a 2.4-mile swim, 112-mile bike ride, which I think is more than I've ever ridden in my life, and <laughs> combined, tw- yeah, exactly, and a full-on 26.2-mile run, back-to-back-to-back to back to back without a break in between. Todd ran his first triathlon. Wait, 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 wait. Can, can you go to the bathroom? Wait, you know what? You can go to the bathroom while you're swimming. That's, that's efficiency right there. All right, keep going. Ew. Um, Todd ran his first triathlon in 1999 and has since completed over 100 of them. He chronicled his journey in three books, From Attic to Iron Man. There's more than one way to get to Cleveland, which I love. Is there really? <laughs> Is there a reason to oh, want come more on. than don't, one way to get to Cleveland? Don't, don't, you know, okay. upset our, right. our huge Ohio band, fan base. And most recently, mm-hmm. Choices and Consequences. Uh, he was also the subject of three documentaries, Addict, Running, Addict, Running with Demons, and Pure Euphoria, which was nominated as Best Short doc- Documentary in 2020. Todd regularly speaks around the country to school districts, corrections facilities, drug treatment centers, community groups, and other organizations with one simple message. With sobriety, anything is possible. Todd, amazing journey you've had. We look forward to sharing or for you to share it with all of our listeners and viewers here. Thank you very much for joining us today on the Braving Business Podcast. I can tell this is going to be awesome with you guys. You're a trip. I'm ready for it. Let's go. There you go. All right. Well, that you know, let, let's see if you say that at the end. We, yeah, we, yeah, have, really. we, we reserve a short window of time at the end of the recording for feedback and, uh, you know, famous last words. But, but Todd, uh, all kidding aside, thank you so much for joining us today. Uh, I uh, pursued you to, to be on the show because I thought your story uh, on so many levels, obviously you actually founded uh, Racing for Recovery, which is not just nationally known, it's internationally known and has changed lots of lives. I, I personally have, uh, I'm not a recovering addict, but my 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 first uh, wife uh, is, and, uh, and, I, and I take the matter of uh, substance abuse very seriously for personal reasons. And frankly, a huge number uh, of people, regardless of uh, their where they are in life, are either uh, in the throes of dealing with addiction, uh, working themselves to recover, or love someone that is. So, so I felt that this would be an episode that would touch on many, many of the things and themes that that we uh, champion here at the Braving Business Podcast. So, let's start with you your 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 journey from struggling with drugs and alcohol to eventually become the original sober triathlete, which by the way, PJ is trademarked. So don't even consider going out there and trying to trademark that because Todd's got that. Okay. Thank you. Thank you. I I could see the wheels turning in your head. I was, I Um, was, I was going to do it. But but I, I know, I I know who, I know who I'm dealing with, but um, Todd, it's, it's clearly an incredible story uh, of redemption um, and perseverance and resilience and a whole lot of other things. And we'd love to maybe, have you share a little bit about what 
got you to where you were, uh, that, that point that, that addicts need to reach, the proverbial rock bottom uh, from which they can bounce up. Can you, can you share the story and the moment that, that sparked that decision to, to turn your life around? Well, first of all, I'm thankful to be on with you guys. The media has helped me share the Racing for Recovery message forever. Uh, I'm going to condense this real quickly. Here's the benefits of having my mom kill herself for drugs and alcohol. It gave me an opportunity to survive my choice to use drugs and alcohol to cope with my mom's suicide for 13 years. And I don't like to use a rock bottom. I had a new beginning by getting my third DUI on April 15th of 1993. And I said, that's it. I'm done with drugs and alcohol and I haven't touched them for over 30 years. And now we're going to talk about the life that I live and what I'm trying to do to help others get it through racing for recovery. And that, that's a quick synopsis of it. That's, that's awesome. So you had, you had mentioned that, um, and first of all, sorry about your, about your mom. Obviously, uh, you have, you've taken that, uh, just devastating uh, event, but you've made that something positive within yourself and, and you've been able to not only grow that and within yourself, but also to share that with others, which is all the kudos to you for that. Um, she would be extremely proud of you, obviously. Um, engaging in extreme physical fitness and well-being was in your own words, a crucial part of your own recovery. What would you say to someone who's currently struggling and seeking a constructive outlet for uh, their journey to sobriety? Find something. It doesn't, it's certainly, I'm not telling people, Hey, if you have a drug addiction, you have to do 113 Ironmans to be sober. I'm not saying that physical fitness has always been a part of my life. We talked about hockey earlier. You mentioned that, uh, but I believe in implementing a balanced, holistic lifestyle to help people sustain sobriety. If you're into art, go paint. If you want to go back to being a basketball coach for youth, go do that. Just do something other than drugs and alcohol, and hopefully it's something that you enjoy. And that's what I've done with sports my entire life. And now I've used Ironman as a great marketing tool to promote my message. So, so let's, let's talk about your story, right? So, so, it, you know, it, at some point in your life, there was a, a potential path to a professional hockey career. Um, did you, were you dealing with, were you aware of your mother's struggle long before, um, you know, uh, her life ended? Uh, or, or was that, did that come as a surprise to you? I can't imagine it did, but what was that experience? I, I knew my mom had, well, I knew my mom had died. I didn't know how until Christmas day. I think I was 10 years old on Christmas day. I read a note from my dad to my grandmother talking about my mom's suicide and what had actually happened. So that's what I got for Christmas that mm. year along Ugh. with a, a life-size Wiley coyote. Um, so it, it just, even though that, that information seems harsh to me, at least I knew what happened, but I use sport my entire life as a coping skill and hockey was my saving grace for a number of years. I played with guys that eventually went on to the NHL, but I chose drugs and alcohol over hockey. And that was the end of that. Was it a conscious it choice? You know? I mean, did, did, did you, yeah. I, I obviously at, at some point, and first of all, gosh, mm -hmm. what a, what a horrible way to learn uh, that, you know, of, of the, the cause of your mother's death. I, I'm sure that that kind of trauma, uh, you know, there's just no words. And, uh, and, uh, I I'm curious, have you dealt with that trauma? I mean, obviously you've, you've, you've overcome it. Uh, have you made your peace with that? I made my peace with it about 10 years ago. I really started to look at what my mom gave me. She not only gave me life, but she gave me the life I have today which if I had a choice to bring her back or give up what I have today, I wouldn't, I wouldn't do that. Mm -hmm. And there was a lot of questions and anger and resentment I had for many, many years as any normal kid would. And I just self-destructed trying to deal with it and figured I was going to end up dead like her. And when I thought, no, I, I don't want to end up like her. I then began to understand why she ended her life. Because I, I've struggled with suicide, 
ideation my entire life, but I always know I can get out of those thoughts. And that's part of, as a clinical counselor, what I help other people do as well. Wow. Wow. You are, uh, you're a paragon of strength, my friend. Um, that's, uh, that's, I'm sorry you've gone through all that for, first of all, but I mean, obviously you've, you've been able to, um, internalize it and really draw purpose from it. So that's, that's kudos to you. Do you know what's, you know, what's interesting to me guys. And I, I'm, I'm using humor a little bit because that's what I do, but I can see the looks on your faces right now. And I appreciate that. And to me, I kind of talk about this. I don't mean to come off as very blase, like I'm given a weather forecast, but I'm, I'm used to it. However, when I see the kindness that you guys are showing on your faces, it does put, bring it back to perspective of I'm very grateful that I got here because it, it wasn't easy. So I appreciate your response to what I'm sharing with you guys today. Oh, absolutely. Well, I, I, I I'm listening to you and, um, you know, and as, and as PJ knows, I've been very, very transparent on this podcast about lots of things in my life. And I'm going to share something I actually have not shared publicly before, which mm-hmm. is that my my first wife abandoned uh, me and our children who were very, very young uh, because of our own substance abuse issues. And she was a lovely person who was consumed by her demons, uh, okay. leaving a five-year-old and a one-year-old uh, with me. And I was uh, 26 or 27 years old at the time. And Fortunately, the story has uh, a happy ending in terms of the, my children, who are now adults. My oldest will be 30 this year. Uh, in 2024, my my youngest uh, is a young mom and will be 26. They're both doing lovely. My daughter's my oldest daughter is in the Navy. My other daughter is a, is a is a registered nurse. They're living a wonderful lives. But the impact, of course, of addiction on their lives yeah. was profound, and on mine by extension. Even though, of course, I, I myself was not an addict, but I got to live with someone who was struggling with it and unfortunately succumb to it um and so i i i'm hearing your story i'm remembering my children dealing with the trauma uh and and so the empathy you see on my face is because i i can almost see little todd at 10 years old understanding what has happened and and not understanding because that's not the proper you didn't understand it you 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 were made aware of it Understanding, as you said, and certainly coming coming to terms with it, is 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 years of work and and a great deal of uh, effort, and and doesn't come easily. Uh, and so that's 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 what you're seeing on my face. Um, and, and and look, I, I would say, I I I look at what you've done with her story and your own. The fact that you know. Um, you made at a certain point in your life, and you know, uh, you made a serious commitment to physical fitness, you and to well-being, and obviously, eventually, to competing in Ironman triathletes, uh, tri- triathlons. I mean, that that is the the embodiment of resilience and of courage, and and frankly, it's also about the human spirit and, and the ability of the human beings to change. Um, so that that's what I'm hearing there. Um, tell us tell, what were some of the shifts in in outlook in priorities, in uh, addressing triggers, which I know are obviously very critical, um, people, places, and things. What were the things you had to be aware of and address while you were transitioning away from dependency to empowerment? I got I have to come back and address this before I answer that question, you guys. Listen, I've done a, a ton of speaking engagements. I've done a ton of media stuff, and I, I really feel connected already talking to you guys. You know, when you said at first to me that my mom would be proud of me, I was like, oh, oh my God, this is getting emotional. And then you just sharing that story right there. It makes me think of my dad. You know, not only did my mom kill herself, my uncle killed himself from drugs. My aunt killed herself from food. And you're sharing what you did as a father reminds me of how awesome my father and my stepmom were and are. And I need to say that um, to you as a father, good on you for for picking up the slack, so to speak. Um, no, no uh, criticism to your to your ex wife, their mother, you know. But praise needs to be given to those that really did the best they could to help their kids, and you certainly have done that. And I congratulate you on that. And I'm going to say thanks to my dad and my stepmom for what they did for me too. 
I'd be remiss if I didn't jump in and also uh, make sure that, you know, uh, the woman I married next, uh, who raised my daughters and uh, our shared son, uh, gets every bit of that praise and quite arguably much more so. Uh, so I'd be remiss if I didn't say that. Boy, we're 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 getting into it, and I and I love when I talk about things that I've never talked about on a show before. So here comes some stuff of that. You know, you were talking about obstacles and some of this. I had deep resentments for my stepmom, and I don't even like referring to her that she is my mom. But yet I have to clarify who she was in this, just because I didn't know what to do with the emotions I felt, and I took it out on her horrible you know october 6th of 1986 i physically assaulted my parents you know i'm just grateful that they're back in my life today i just became a grandfather my parents are now great grandparents i have four beautiful kids wow. but as you said you know my my second mom she was instrumental in me even starting iron man so i it's like when we have these triggers or whatever the cliche words are we also can apply empathy, humility, and gratitude for what we have and utilize those things. Such as I said, with my stepmom being a runner, she inspired me to be a runner when I wasn't playing hockey anymore. So for the person that I was so angry at, she was the catalyst that is part of me doing everything I'm doing today. And that's what I want the listeners to see. There's an upshot, a major upshot to getting sober and dealing with your trauma. Yeah, I, I, I'd be remiss if I didn't get you back to priorities, outlook, and triggers, because I think that that's a really important point for anyone that's particularly in the earlier stages of trying to overcome addiction, you know, coming to grips with with needing to reset your outlook, your priorities, and, and understanding your triggers is important. And I want you to speak to that. Um, I, I, I just want to comment on, on what you just shared, and, and you know, thank you. Thank you for sharing that with, with our audience. I'm sure that uh, they're as touched as I am. Um, how, how could you not be? I mean, look, the, the, the reality of it is that children dealing with trauma, severe, severe trauma, uh, react in ways in, with their underdeveloped brains um, that they later come back to and look at with, with great regret. And, and I have a lot of personal experience with that. Uh, my own daughters uh, have turned out beautifully. There were very difficult moments. I don't need to get into them. Um, and I'm so, so grateful that, uh, you know, that, that now we're well, well on the other side. Um, and, and I'm also seeing that, you know, um, in other ways in my life today, uh, you know, with, and which I won't get into out of respect for, uh, you know, for the woman I love. And, uh, I, I would just want to say that, you know, whatever you did, and it's great that you're holding yourself accountable and that you're able to recognize that it was unjust and that thank God that you were able to make amends. I think that that's, you know, uh, I, I wish that for everyone that has struggled uh, and maybe as a result of their struggle acted in ways they're not proud of or in, in ways where they hurt people that love them um, unfairly, um, that it's, you know, that it's never too late to, 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 to do the right thing. But let's get back to, uh, you know, to, to, to priorities, yeah. triggers and outlook. What, what was it that, yeah. you know, you felt you needed yeah. to transform and, and how'd you go about doing that? Well, I'm going to talk about a priority in my addiction and my priority in my addiction was not to wake up the next day. And you're, you're bringing a lot of stuff out of me on an emotional level. I remember ranting and raving one time to my dad about what a crappy stepmom I had. And he looked at me when I was completely out of my mind and said, do you think you could have been a better son? And you talk about a sober wake up call. So my priorities have switched from being an angry suicidal maniac to walking with grace, humility, and gratitude where my priorities are, I'm not drinking today, and I'm going to do everything that I graciously have in my life to not only improve as a, as a human being and a father and a, uh, the founder of Racing for Recovery, but to deliver this message of hope to as many people as I can so they can get what I live today which is an amazing, extraordinary life. So my priorities are taking what I have and making it work for somebody else. 100%. That's, that's amazing. Um, first of all, I'm, I'm, I'm quiet because, uh, I'm trying to assimilate all this, 
<laughs> all this information that you guys are are sharing. Normally, it's you know we're 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 a little bit more lighthearted. Not always, but we're we're kind of lighthearted. We're like you know, hey, we're all human. Uh, business is business, but it's the it's the humans behind the business that really drives this podcast. And and you know, every entrepreneur uh, who rings a bell and and triumph, there's many more that that don't have a bell to ring yet. And and this is supposed to be you know more that inspirational kind of place for them. Um, but this is a whole different type of inspiration. And, um, uh, Tal, I, I didn't know that. Right. So as someone who I am partnered with, um, I feel, oh. I feel a little bad that I, I didn't know that. Um, I don't feel, I, I'm sorry I wasn't there for you. And I'm sorry that, that, uh, you went through that and that's terrible. And Todd, I'm, You've, you've gone, you know, everyone sits there and says, uh, I had family problems growing up and basically everyone does because every family is dysfunctional in, in a certain, to a certain level, but you have been through the ringer and, um, reconcil reconciliation with your dad and with your stepmom, especially when she was the focal point of your anger and to be able now to say, she's a great, a fantastic great grandma to my grandchildren says a lot about you and your ability to um, just uh, to move past everything that you've built up, right? We we're ve all very good about building up uh, walls around us and, and, and building up emotional um, barriers to people as, as a self-protection mechanism. But um, the fact that you've gotten to where you are and, and for me, I'm just thinking like that would be, like just pure exhaustion of doing a marathon, but to, to get to that point of your exhaustion, you're letting it go and you're, and you're, and you're accepting the love that they have had at the perimeter of your life the whole time. It, it's, it's a, it's an amazing story of growth. And I think that, um, uh, I'm proud of you. I don't know you, I just met you, but I'm, I'm very proud of you. Uh, and it's, it's just very, very cool. Um, <laughs> I'm a little thrown off on, on all this here today. Um, look, I, let's, uh, first of all, thank you. I just, I just want to say that, um, in regards to everything that you've done, right? Like I know life is, life is a, is a long search for understanding, I think in me, right. That's, I think at the end of the day, uh, you know, I, I had shared on a previous episode with, with Tal that, uh, you know, I had a very, I, I think I had a very, uh, strained relationship with my own father because I was, uh, I always felt abandoned by him. But when I was growing up, he was a, he was dead to me basically. So as I got older and we just started to rekindle that relationship before he passed, I was like, well, he's just a nice old guy. Right. But I've, you're always searching for understanding. You're always searching for growth. Um, as a person, as a, as a community member, as a family member, um, you've been able to do a, a multitude of things. You've been able to balance family life and personal training and, and getting your body as an instrument, not only for your own clarity, but just to, to be able to reach the goals that you want to achieve your decision to pursue this, this career as a licensed counselor, taking everything that you've gone through. And now you're just you're just digging into it. You're not, you're not trying to try and avoid that part of life. You're trying to, you're, you're conquering it and, and also running your your nonprofit. All of these must've been a tremendous challenge. You've already shared many challenging times from your own, uh, you know, from your own personal past, from the, from the business standpoint of, of when you're trying to, to launch an entrepreneurial dream, how did you manage to persevere through all of these, all these times? And was there a particular time on the business side of things that you found challenging as well? You know, we may end up talking for about 10 hours here because <laughs> there's so much to this story. You mentioned the word persevere. It's tattooed on my arm. You know, I've, I've lost everything in my pursuit of making racing for recovery work. I am a guy and I'm sure you're starting to figure that out. I don't lose. I want to do something and I find a way, but in the way of making racing for recovery successful. And I want to state this first and foremost, I may have come up with this concept, 
but I would not be here without the support of my coworkers and some key help along the way. But the journey to get here has not been easy. It filed, I filed for bankruptcy two times. I had houses taken away, cars repossessed, you financial catastrophic things, um, lights almost getting turned off, not knowing where our next meal is going to come from. As a father, that's tough to deal with. But I knew I had something. I I knew I didn't want to be a regular business guy. Not that there's anything wrong with that. I was willing to invest everything into racing for recovery because I knew I was going to get everything out of it and other people were going to do the same. That's what it takes if you want to be successful. Nobody handed me this. I didn't steal it from from another organization. I've had people, you mentioned my copyright. I've had people steal stuff from me. I don't do that. I created something that was unique. I believed in it. I still believe in it. And it's awesome. And I'm going to do whatever I can to make this reach as many people as I can. God bless you. God, I, yeah. I, 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 well said, PJ. Uh, God bless you for that. Um, I'll tell you, I'm, 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 I'm hearing that story. And, and for those who've been fans and have listened to multiple episodes, um, unsurprisingly, the themes of this podcast are, again, uh, universal. Uh, among the people that we invite on, time and again, what has separated the people that have made it through, uh, that have achieved their goals, that have uh, that have accomplished big things, is that they refuse to be defeated. They refused to be defeated. You've heard me say it multiple times on this podcast, and I hope that... If you remember nothing else out of this podcast down the road, you remember that the path to your dreams is going to be is is going to have plenty of moments along the way where lesser mortals will quit. And if you do not, if you are passionate, if you believe that you are onto something that represents the the purpose of your life, then carry on and refuse to be cowed. That is what separates the winners from those who tried, maybe gave it the old college try, but 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 didn't make it all the way. So I'm hearing that from you, Todd, and I and I, I would be remiss if I didn't yet again make that point to the audience. I love talking to you guys, and I'm I need to update my bio because and I, I don't like promoting my stuff, but I just released my fifth book. Mm. of the hundred and so Ironmans. It's a picture book. And I had a billboard in Times Square this past weekend because, of course, I was there to see Kiss. But I'm standing there looking at this billboard, you know, getting my picture taken for some stuff we're doing. And I had those thoughts that you were just saying right there. How am I able to do this right now? And the answer was because I didn't quit. I didn't give up. I persevered. I, I, Like I said, I don't lose. I get these ideas in my head. And I do whatever it takes to make them happen. And that's what it takes. All the books I read, whether it's musicians, you know, politics, business guys, it's the same story with a different name on the book. It's I had a dream. I worked my butt off to get it. Here's the obstacles that I went through. Here's how I overcame it. Boom, success. It's the same story. And mine's no different. It's just full of a lot of crazy drug stories. You know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> um, look, I, I, you took away my uh, last question of the day, but it's all right. I was going to ask you about that Times Square billboard campaign, um, which is amazing how incredible and what a privilege. Um, I, I, I feel that we need to dig a little deeper into one part of what, what was just said, because as, again, as people who listen to this podcast know, I'm not a believer in, you know, masters of the universe narrative. So the point isn't, and I, I will challenge you if you tell me otherwise, but I'd love to hear your version, your perspective on what I'm about to say. The point isn't that you didn't have doubts, I would imagine. It isn't that you were like, wow, what the fuck? I mean, is this really going to work out or am I just going to yeah. fall trying? I mean, it isn't certitude. It's perseverance. There's a difference between the two. What's your view on 100 that, I, I agree. I, you know, look, and I watched our van get repossessed out of our driveway. I mean, they took our house away. 
I had, we were without a house two different times. And I had some, my father said to me one time, you know, he goes, Todd, I, I love what you're doing. Are you ever going to be able to support your family? And my answer was yes, someday I'll be able to do it. And it's perseverance, you know, it, and that's, look at, there's a million good ideas that are in the graveyard right now because they didn't have what it takes to make it work. And I have that. I have that drive. I had it with hockey. I had it with practically killing myself with drugs and alcohol. And I just turned that same tenacity into a positive thing of self-betterment and service to other people. And it works. I'm not, I'm not proud of myself for anything. I am grateful for the inner drive that I have because wait a second. I, 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 nope. Not going to let, not, the, not, not going to go with that. Uh, you need to be proud of yourself. Yeah. You need to be proud of yourself. And if you're not, well, let, let this be my gift to you today then, because it, it is not only okay to be proud of yourself. It is essential to be proud of yourself. The person who must love you, and I'm not speaking just to you, Todd, but to everyone listening, the person who must love you the most in the universe is you. Yep. And given what you've accomplished and what you've overcome and what you've done, man, you you better be damn proud of yourself. So if you're not, start being. I'm working on it. I appreciate that. Uh, do I owe you for this counseling session? Yes, you do, actually. Um, and there's because okay. there's a difference between pride and pride and hubris, right? That, and, oh, well yeah. said. And so, well said, Mr. Benoit. Thank you. Thank you very much. Every once in a while, I'll bust something out. Um, mm -hmm. But there's there's a there's a difference because you know you're not you're not walking around like you know thumping your chest. I'm I'm the crap. You know, I'm the shit. You're not doing that. You're you have though accomplished astonishingly hard, <laughs> hard things. And, and you've got, you've overcome obstacles that I don't even want to really picture myself in. And it's a, it's a testament to you and you should be proud just like Tal said. And I challenge you on it too. You got to be proud of yourself and, and you know, you don't, you don't have to be an asshole about it, but you can be proud of yourself and, yeah. and, you yeah. know, realize and have that in your own bedrock that, you know what? Yeah, I did okay. I'm doing all right. I'm, I'm a good guy. I'm a good guy. You know, it's fair. Okay, gonna... the, 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 I, before you say one more thing, Todd, just just this, I want to throw this in as well. Gratitude for sure. Be grateful yeah. that, oh, that, yes. that oh, yeah. you are on this side. But pride oh, yeah. and, and PJ, such a good point. Not hubris, but pride is is an emotion you must feel given what you've been through. And it is, you know, far be it from me to tell you how to feel, but I'd be remiss if I didn't tell you, gosh, man, if I accomplished half the things you've done, a third of the things you've done, I'd be walking around like, you know, like I had feathers up my ass. I mean, you know, and I mean that in, in a completely that's, theoretical way. That's also another thing I never want to picture myself in just that as well. Just saying. Understood. I am, I'll give, okay, I listened to you guys. I'm, I'll say this. I am proud of utilizing my perseverance to get me to the life that I have today, which is so full of gratitude. It's, I can't even describe it. I live my life with empathy, humility, and gratitude. Those three words are the foundation of my life. They're the foundation of racing for recovery. And they're great words when you can actually live and understand them. It's great. Well, this is, this is, this is a ton of fun. I gotta say, so racing for recovery, let's, let's talk about something very, very near and dear to your heart has become, uh, through all of your, all of your work, a beacon for many. How did your personal experience influence the founding principles of this organization? And, and what does that mean to you for you to see that impact? Right before I came on the podcast with you guys, I was running another mental health group with the 80 or so people that we have living with us here at Racing for Recovery, getting help. I started this concept because I was starting something I wish I had for myself. I, I, didn't, I didn't have what I knew I needed when I was a young kid. My earliest recollection of being a kid, I'm 10 years old. But when I got into having behavioral problems, and I was 
you know, my desk was moved in the hallway or put in the principal's office. And when I started using drugs and all the chaos started, nobody ever said to me, what's wrong? Why are you doing this? It was just, don't you see what you're doing? You had to quit drinking. You ruined this. You pissed in my mailbox last night. It was just, I, I'm like, I know, but no one's helping me with. You pissed in someone's problem. mailbox. That's a whole Did other, you, that's that. a whole other question. <laughs> yeah. That, we, what, we will was there, was there <laughs> mail in that? Because I think that's a, I think that's a that's federal, federal offense. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> well, great. Now you're putting a warrant out for my arrest <laughs> on a podcast here. I appreciate that voice, but it was, nobody asked me that. And I created racing for recovery. It's a unique concept that focuses on the impact of trauma and if we can understand the impact of trauma on a clinical and psychological level, then we can start to not only implement a balanced holistic lifestyle, but actually enjoy not using drugs and alcohol. A lot of times in traditional meetings, people are not drinking, but they're freaking miserable. And I'm like, I don't want that. I want to know why I hated myself so much and heal that. And then go out in the world and kick some serious butt and enjoy it. And that's what I do today. And that's basically the concept of racing for recovery. What, what's wrong? What help do you need? And then how do you create the life that you never thought you could live and then go live it? Mm. Incredible. And, you know, as PJ knows, my my significant other, Erin St. Till, is a is a clinical, is a is a psychotherapist, a clinical therapist, and and she has devoted her entire career to working with people that uh, are are overcoming or trying to overcome trauma and are dealing with PTSD. And uh, so I can, I have uh, tremendous appreciation wow. for it as someone that experienced severe trauma as a, as a child myself and, and, and obviously saw my children experience it. So I can, I can really relate to that. And I think, you know, look, ultimately a lot of folks who are, um, you know, in, in those moments of life that are the crucible, right. Where, where just bad things have happened, uh, you know, maybe things have gotten away from you. Um, it becomes, it becomes a great challenge to be pulled back from the precipice. And it hardly ever happens entirely through one's own effort. It almost always requires some influence, some person willing to see you, embrace you, tell you you matter, try to understand you, help you understand yourself, and you know, almost like taking someone that is learning how to ride a bike, hold, hold the, uh, you know, the bike steering. What is that called? The handlebars. bars. Yeah. Uh, as you take your first unsteady steps or your first few pedals. So, you know, that's, as I think of, of what you're doing, Todd, it sounds to me a lot like that. And, um, and that brings up another topic that I think is, you know, really critical, which is trust, right? So people who have dealt with addiction, struggle to trust themselves and others. Uh, And yet reality is to trust and to lean into other people's knowledge uh, is a key part of being able to overcome. Tell tell us about, you know, even in your own organization, you've got to learn to trust. You you need to delegate. You need to collaborate. You've built something that's, that's massive now, right? How how is trust and 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 uh, you know both from a practical standpoint of literally trusting someone with your baby uh, and maybe more you know more holistically the concept of trust how does that what what role does that play in racing for recovery? We were getting into some emotional stuff here. First of all. You mentioned the people that helped me. If it wasn't for my grandma and no disrespect to my parents, my grandma was my rock from a young kid up until she died in 2012. She gave me the ability to help myself. My former hockey coach on a business level really helped me put racing for recovery on the map business wise. I trusted that they felt I was good enough. To, for them to invest in me so I could fulfill my dreams and invest in other people. Along the way, I've become, 
I'm still the same trusting person. I've been burned with that trust very badly in business. Like I said, I've been stolen from trademark violations, all that stuff. So it's made me more careful with my trust. I vet things more than I used to. Um, I surround myself with people who know me better than I know myself with certain business decisions. I'm willing to ask guidance. Uh, I don't have to make all the decisions all the time anymore, which I feel grateful for. I trust in people that are better than me that can help me and Racing for Recovery be better for what we do. That's Very awesome. interesting process that's been. Yeah. Yeah. The uh, trust is trust is a hard, that's a hard apex to climb. Right. Like uh, if you've, especially if you've been burned before, Tal's been burned, I've been burned. Um, you've been burned. And, and a lot of times it's, it's easy in the beginning. It's easy to give trust because uh, you want to be able to focus on other things as you're building your empire. And then a lot of times you, you do get burned and then you, you get, I, I'll tell you guys something after the, I wish I could say what I would share with you after the podcast, but I literally was burned today. So I'll, I'll tell you about oh. it after we right. finish recording. Okay. okay. I mean, on a, on a, on a, in an order of magnitude. All right. So uh, I, I, I hate to do this to our audience, but uh, no. I'm, I'm literally living through that as we speak. No, this will, this will be for the, uh, for those other, the, the people that subscribe to another level for the show. They can. I think I'd be sued, ah. so probably not even them. Then but we're not going to put that on that extra. Stuff. They will okay. not. They will not. They will, <laughs> we will need to. You will need to tell me when the extra is done, and then I will tell you. Okay, that, that fair, things, enough, fair enough. Fair yeah. enough. But yeah, but yeah, being burned. Um, it sucks. Being burned sucks. It yeah, sucks. Well said. It sucks. Yeah. Well, yes. There's another teacher. It does. It hurts. Yeah, especially yeah. when you especially when you do it yourself though too, right? I've burned myself many times in just in, in stupid things. And it's, uh, sometimes it takes a while to learn that, but, uh, you know, you have to, you have to be able to learn when to trust, who to trust and how to trust. And, um, uh, eventually you will get there for sure. Uh, one of the, one of the things that you had shared, um, is your, is your message, which is with sobriety, anything is possible. Normally when I'm not sober, that's when I feel like everything's possible. Um, <laughs> especially like moving large, heavy things. I feel very possible when I'm not sober. Um, this powerful message <laughs> is actually at the core, though, of all your speaking engagements. The simplicity of it belie the complexity of that task, really, if you think about it. So what would you say to someone who is either not there yet in their own life or loves someone who is about the first couple of steps towards realizing this mantra towards living this. I'm going to answer it this way. I'm not a guy that does this. You need to, you should, I don't speak like that. I, I prefer actually not to speak and let, I guess my resume over the past 30 years speak for itself. And what I'm trying to elaborate here is a lot of times showing people examples, that's all you need to do. If they have questions along the journey, sure, I will say this is what I did to overcome such and such. But I'm my message to anybody is if I can do something like this after doing what I was doing that you're currently doing, you can do it too. And that's a fact. And sometimes I've had people that have said to me, you know, oh my God, Todd, you're so far out there. I can never achieve all that. And I'm like, you're right. You won't. It's if, if you're speaking like that, you won't. However, if you can look at somebody and say, oh my God, you're really far out there and start to see what you can do to get there, then you'll get there. And that's exactly what I did when I was in early recovery. I looked at people that had what I wanted. And I'm like, if they can do it, I can do it. I don't have to do it their way. That's what makes Racing for Recovery different with respect to treatment. It's not like the traditional programs where it's like, if you don't do this, you're not going to be sober. That's just flat out not true. I prefer to take a concept 
that it can be individualized for the person to do it their way. You know, let's let's say as we're rounding the bend here, um, you know, I want to give you an opportunity to talk about your children. Um, you know, I believe you have four of them and that, uh, you know, um, your your relationship with the, your children and, and their story is 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 a big part of, of you. So I wanted to give you a platform um, to say a few words about them. I appreciate that. I wish they were here right now so I could embarrass them. Uh, well, you can embarrass I, them with tens of thousands of people listening. How about yes, that? There you go. Awesome. Uh, I'm going to start with my beautiful, kind, intelligent, caring daughter, Skylar, who was born five years to the day that I quit drinking. Oh. That's not a coincidence. Very cool. Um, she is the one that just had her baby, Harrison. She works at Racing for Recovery. My son, Connor, graduated from Bowling Green State University. He is now in the Army Reserves. Nice. Very proud of him serving this awesome country of ours. My daughter, Madison, is probably the one that's most like me with that fire in her belly. She also works at Racing for Recovery as she's finishing up uh, nursing school. My little guy, Mason, he also works at Racing for Recovery. He's the one that is the most like me on some good ways, and he's the one that I get scared about a little bit. Um, I am going to share this. His best friend, since he was three years old, committed suicide a year and a half or so ago, um, first weekend of their senior year in high school. It, uh, it crushed my son, and it crushed our community. And I've watched my son hang in there, battle through it, and I'm so proud of him for just being a, a drug-free, kind, compassionate, funny, crazy kid. So all four of my kids are they're beautiful souls. I'm proud of them. I I'm thankful for their mom for helping all the things that she did along the way. And yeah, my kids are awesome. Thank you for allowing me to do that. I appreciate that. Also, how cool is it as an entrepreneur to build something that a few of your children are actually a part of, right? That that's cool as yeah. well. You know, it's it's great. My daughters that work here, they are tough. You know, they don't <laughs> we're in a field of alcohol addiction and recovery is an interesting field and my daughters are tough. My son my son kind of stays in the in the in the background, my kids, you know, they know what their dad does. They try to stay out of the the spotlight and the hoopla stuff. They're like, yeah, that's my dad, whatever. But they're, they all bring a certain, um, they bring a great wealth of knowledge to people in here, but they, they bring their personalities into this building and it's awesome. I get to go to work with my kids or three of my kids every day. And it's just awesome. Aww. That that is amazing. That's, that's that's something to aspire to for a lot of entrepreneurs as well. So, thank you for sharing that. That's that's awesome. Um, one other thing that that I've learned about you that I am in one billion percent agreement with is the fact that you start decorating for Christmas on November first, which I absolutely love and have done. My man, have done right. Screw it. I wish we could have lights up all year round. Truly. I mean, like it, it, it makes the neighborhood look so much nicer, but, um, <laughs> but then it's not special PJ. It's, it's still, not, it's, you know, special. it's still no, special. That's, you know, it's, there's certain things that you, you, th when those lights come on and I, and I'm Jewish, so I don't necessarily hang lights, but I love looking at them when they come on. There's that something, that feeling of gosh, another year and it's a moment of reflection and it's a moment of, you know, appreciation. And if it was there all the time, that wouldn't be happening. That's my point of view. Well, you know what though? It's because you live in Florida. The weather doesn't change here in Chicago. The weather changes. So we have that. I'll have oh. you, I'll have you know, I'll have you know that as we speak, it is, well, no, it's 70 degrees right now, but it was 43 degrees oh, this morning. You poor, poor thing. 43 degrees. <laughs> you should have seen me go out on my run this oh. morning. I was bundled like I was going skiing. <laughs> <laughs> See that's that's something that you guys have in common that I don't. You went from a you went for a run. Was was someone chasing you? Either someone's got to be chasing you, or there's free food at the end. That's all I care about. So, um, any any anyway, uh, 
love love the fact that you decorate for Christmas on November first. In your view, what's the role of humor and levity? Like, how do those play in recovery and pursuing a life of purpose? Uh, humor, laughter, and recovery. Levity. Oh my yes, God! Being on being on with you guys, I'm like I'm listening to you guys. I'm like this is a circus. I I love it. You know, I'm. This is what sobriety is about. This sobriety is a circus is, is a t-shirt, a- PJ, I think. This is a circus. <laughs> yeah, but, but now, now I'm thinking, good fellas, <laughs> like, are you calling me a clown? Do you say I, I'm humorous? Do I, do I amuse you? All right, I'm sorry. Amuse you? <laughs> oh, we want to do that? Okay, the good fellas <laughs> thing. All right. Great movie. I find way. that. I, to me, that's a compliment. What he just said, I'll take it as a compliment. Yeah, no, I think no, no, he meant totally. it as one. That's he did. Sure. Of course he did. Mm-hmm. It, yeah. As soon as you guys started talking, I'm like, oh, I'm going to love this. And I, I do love it. Uh, I I want a couple quick things. Uh, humor is essential. Every group that I run, I want to teach something, evoke some emotion in people, and I want them to laugh. If I do those three things in a group, it's a great group. I do that for myself every day. I want to laugh. I want to learn, and I want to feel emotions. That's that's life. Um, with respect to the Christmas tree thing, okay. I want to get into this a minute. Yes, sir. I set my stuff up. I set my stuff up this year at two thirty in the morning because I was still <laughs> jet lagged coming home from Ironman Greece. So that's some early stuff. I'm putting my tree up at two thirty in the morning, and my buddies were like, "What is what is wrong with you?" you know? I love it. <laughs> that's amazing. That is amazing. Well, how did heck, you know I mean- that? How do we know that? We know every time yeah. there's a reason we are a top 1% podcast. We do our homework. We research. We ask questions. We moonlight as private investigators. We do that too. Yes. Wait a minute. Now I know. You guys are the ones that were hanging in my bushes last <laughs> week when I came out. That was you, wasn't it? No comment. But, um, last one. Right. Okay, I think we need to move on. Um, <laughs> ladies, gentlemen, our, our guest today was was the incredible Todd Crandall. Uh, it's It's been an absolute joy and privilege and pleasure to talk to you today. I think that uh, what you do is is inspiring. So and, uh, and And I'm, I'm honored to have had the opportunity to speak with you today. Um, you know, please come back. Tell us more about what you're doing. Next time you have a book or anything to promote. Uh, we'd be honored to have you back. Um, you know, your, your life story is, is, is frankly what this podcast is all about. Someone that, you know, wasn't born on third base and thought he hit a triple, um, you know, fought, persevered, scratched, clawed, failed, recovered, failed, recovered, uh, and, and look at you now. And, you know, and that's our message, uh, on this podcast. I mean, it, it is, it is not about being great. It is not about being the best. It is not about being, um, you know, just uh some sort of master of the universe it's about fighting through and uh you know if you do that if you commit to having purpose living a life of purpose if you commit to making an impact on other people's lives you live a life that's purposeful whether you'll become a millionaire doing it i that's that's i, I i'm not commenting on that right i do happen to believe that when you put your mind and heart against something that you're deeply passionate about that the probability of you achieving economic financial success are also great, but maybe irrelevant of that, irrespective of that, your ability to live a life that is full of purpose and meaning is, is, is almost beyond reproach at that point. It would be almost impossible for you not to live a life of purpose if you fight through. And that's what I hope we're helping people to do. Yeah. And I, uh Todd, you certainly are. I'm thousands happy, upon thousands of them all over the world. Absolutely. I'm I'm just happy that I know now when I open up the dictionary and I look up the word resilience, Todd's picture is going to be there. That's so. right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I I I have nothing to say except thank you. This was awesome, guys. Seriously. I am so appreciative of being on here. I know somebody that's going to hear this and they're going to reach out to us and get some help. That's what I'm here to do, and I appreciate the opportunity. Not only is that all we could ever wish for, but how is the best? What's the best way for them to reach out to you if they need that help? Uh, If you want to get a hold of me personally, and I answer everything, sober ultraman on Instagram. If you want to call us, if people still do that, four one nine eight two four eight four six two. 
Check out the live stream support group meeting every Thursday night on the Racing for Recovery YouTube and Facebook pages. Find us, call us, email, whatever. We will help you. If you're out of state, we'll get you here. We're here to help. Come use us. Dodd Crandall, it's been a privilege. Yes, sir. Thanks, boys. And that's a wrap, folks. Like what you heard and want to support the show? Please follow our page on LinkedIn and Facebook. Visit us on YouTube and please like and rate us on all of your favorite podcast streaming services. You can also see exclusive content, subscribe for free to our weekly blog, support our sponsors, and soon buy our merchandise at www.bravingbusiness.com. Thanks for being a part of our production, and we'll see you next time on the Braving Business Podcast. Mm-hmm.